Last week, we started a new series called Honor. And so this morning, we're going to continue on. We're in the second week now of our series called Honor. And so I'm, I'm glad that you're here this morning. We're, we're taking a couple weeks, as I said, to look at the importance of this topic of honor. Because I feel like in our world today, in culture today, honor is something that is kind of missing. It's kind of something that has just gotten lost over the course of uh, maybe, I don't know if it's within the last generation, whatever it is, but honor is something that is just kind of not so much a part of culture anymore. And, and I'm not saying specifically in our church or in the church as a whole, but I just believe in general, honor is something that is just missing in our world today. And so I believe it's something that I would like to address. And so last week, we, we broke the series into three parts. Last week, we looked at the idea of honoring God, the importance of honoring God. Today, we're going to look at the idea of honoring authority and honoring those in our lives who have authority and whatnot. And next week, we're going to look at honoring one another, honoring people in our lives who God has brought around us. And so last week, as I said, we talked about honoring God, right? So as we say here, we go, okay, yeah, we're a church, right? So what is a church? First and foremost, a church is a ministry. Church is a ministry. And so we're going to talk about God, right? That's going to be a key part of who we are as a church. We're going to focus on God, right? So nobody should be surprised by that, right? We're going to open up our Bibles and we're going to talk about God. We're going to learn about who Jesus is, right? We like to enjoy ourselves. We like to have some fun, but the ultimate goal of why we gather together, why Chisholm Assembly of God exists, is to reach the lost and to help people grow deeper in their relationship with the Lord. We use different fun avenues, such as the Moving the Park outreach that's going to be coming up here in a few weeks, to help us accomplish some of those means. But our, our existence here is to help reach the lost and help people grow deeper in their relationship with the Lord. And so sometimes, as a pastor, or sometimes you hear people go, well, if it's not enjoyable enough, what's the point? Well, the point is, is for us to get into God's Word, to grow in our relationship with the Lord. And so sometimes you have to sit there and go, well, is it about boring people to death and helping them grow, or is it about people having fun and not growing? Well, no, it's about people growing in their relationship with the Lord. And so, yes, my goal is not to bore you, right? But my goal is to make sure that ultimately... We're growing in our relationship with the Lord, first and foremost, above everything else. And I believe that through that, that is one way that we honor God as a church here. We worship Him. We, we give to Him through offerings. We spend time in relationship with Him through prayer. We read our Bibles, not only here at church as part of a service, which sounds funny, but sometimes if you go to a church, you can sit through a service and you'll hardly read any scripture the whole entire service. That is a sad reality today. That scripture reading is a part of our services, a part of our, our messages still today. We honor him by giving him our best attention, as we talked about last week. And as I said, next week, we're going to deal with the topic of honoring one another through our relationships, through how we interact with one another, through the words that we use with each other. And so for today, as I said, our topic is honoring authority. So now as I speak this morning, I want to ask you to hear my heart. Because some of this 
is going to come from a place of talking about honoring your pastor. Because as your pastor, I am an authority. And so I don't want this to come across as being arrogant in any way, shape, or form. So I'm going to throw that out there before we even start this message this morning. Because that is one of the points of what I'm going to talk about this morning when I talk about this idea of honoring authority as we get into our message this morning. Um, but honoring authority is biblical. I'm going to show you that. We're going to walk through some scripture, but just please know that I'm not trying to get anything out of you from this message. I'm trying to help us to receive something as we look at scripture this morning. So as I said, honor is something that's missing from culture, I believe, today. People just don't really get it anymore. Have you ever heard someone say that our generation, or maybe my generation, the younger generation, tends to be a little bit entitled? Has it dawned on you that maybe they're right? Maybe my generation and the generation below me is a little bit entitled. But I'm honest with you, I can say it's probably a little bit true. Maybe in my life I have been a little bit entitled at different times. But I want to present an idea to you before we go to Scripture. I personally believe that our generation, as I said, is lacking in honor. And at times, I've been a little bit guilty, but I'm trying to work through this idea or through this issue of lacking honor in my life. Because it's especially the case, at times, it can be, and I, I've gotten much better, but when I was a teenager, and even in my early 20s, Authority was not always my greatest area of strength, honoring authority. It was something that I, I struggled with at different times. And so, why? Because sometimes I tended to judge a book by its cover. How many of you in here agree, sometimes you can tend to judge a book by its cover? Right? Sometimes that, that's what we begin to do. But we forget that there's a whole journey that it takes to get there. Behind every leader is a story. Behind every cover is a whole entire book to be read. They deserve, behind every leader, as I said, is a story, and they deserve honor because of the journey that it took to get there. Every boss you will ever have will have gotten there because of what they have done, because they worked for someone else at some point in their past. As a student, we have some teenagers in here. Every teacher you have ever had passed tests and met the qualifications to get the job that they currently have. All of us in here, this one applies to us this morning. Your mother gave birth to you, right? And that was not an easy task. Because of that, your mother and our parents are people who have authority in our lives. The people who have authority in our lives deserve our respect. They didn't get there by accident. They deserve our honor. So this morning we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 20. So if you have your Bibles this morning, feel free to open up to Matthew chapter 20. The scripture will be on the screen behind us as well. We're going to look at the first couple of verses of Matthew 20, starting with verse 20. And then we'll continue with a little bit more in a second. But starting with verse 20, it says, Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with their sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request? He asked. She replied, In your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in, the, in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other one on your left. We're going to stop right there for a second before we continue on. 
So what, what is happening right here in this scripture? Right, first of all, we have a mom who comes and approaches with her two sons right here, right? She's coming and she's making a request on behalf of her two sons. Right, we've got, we've got James and we've got John and we've got their mom. And she's coming and she's saying, I would like my two sons to be placed in two positions of honor. One on the right hand, one on the left hand side. Placed in positions of honor. Right? Doesn't seem like the greatest idea. So what, what they were trying to do was get an answer to which one of them was going to have a position of honor in heaven one day. That's what's going on in this passage here. Who is going to sit in the right and the left hand side of the Father? Continuing, if we read on in verse 22, it says, But Jesus answered by saying to them, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I am about to drink? Oh yes, they replied, we are able. Again, we're going to pause there for a moment. What is Jesus asking when he says that? He's saying, if you want the position, you have to be willing to carry the burden that is required to take a position of honor like that. If you want a position of honor, he says, are you really willing to drink the bitter cup of suffering that is required to sit in that position of honor that is required to be to the right or the left of the Father in that spot. You've got to be willing to carry the burden. Honor doesn't come without burden and responsibility is what Jesus is saying. Now continuing on verse 23, reading through verse 28. Jesus told them, You will indeed drink from my bitter cup, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or on my left. My Father has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. When the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be leader among you must, must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Right? So the principle that we read about here is that Jesus is introducing here. He says, if serving is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. If serving is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. If you don't think you can serve, if you're not able to be underneath someone, you're never going to be able to lead anyone. That's what Jesus is, is, is telling them here in this passage. So what, what, do we, what do we take away? It says that if you want to be a leader someday, if that's your hope, if that's your desire to be a leader one day, learn how to serve. Learn how to serve today, now, where you are, where you sit today. Right? Swallow your pride. Learn how to serve those that you are underneath right now. Even Jesus himself did that, right? Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, when he walked on this earth, was a servant. Someone who was worthy of all glory and all honor served who? He served his Father. He served his authority. In the Garden of Gethsemane, right, Jesus prayed to his Father. He said, what? Not my will, but yours be done. In Luke 22. 
Now, how does this relate to us today? What is, how does, 2,000 years later after Jesus said that, how does this relate to us today? I just want to remind you before we get into the next portion of this message, honor is something that is given, not something that's received. Honor is something that is given, not something that is received. It doesn't have to be earned. Honor is in the hands of the giver, not the receiver. You can't control how your parents treat you, how your boss treats you, how those in authority around you treat you. You can't control how I as your pastor treat you. But you can't control your response. Even if the other person is sitting against you, if you treat them with honor as God has called you to, then your hands are clean in the situation, and it is on the other individuals. So you understand what I'm saying here? It's, honor is something that is given. It's not something that's earned. It's not something that is received. It's you give honor to others. You give honor to others. Who are the authority figures in our lives that we are obligated to honor and serve? So who are the authority figures? We're going to look at three today. And this is not every figure in your life that you are to honor. It's not an all-inclusive list. But we're going to look at three different groups or three different individuals that I believe we should honor and serve in our lives today. And these are some biblical examples we look at, and Scripture is going to back that up. Number one, first and foremost, our parents. And some of you are sitting here and you're going, you know, at this point in my life, I don't have my parents anymore. And I understand that for some of us sitting here this morning. But for many of us, we still do. And we need to be reminded that even as adults, there is still something to honoring our parents as an authority figure in our lives. That doesn't mean that we have to, uh, we have to follow every single direction that our parents give us as an adult. And, but there is still an authority role that our parents do play in our lives even as adult children. Ephesians 6, verse 1 through 3 says this, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is right, the right thing to do. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. We can actually read the same thing in Exodus 20, verse 12, Leviticus 19, 3, Deuteronomy 5.16 and Colossians 3, verse 20, they all talk about that same thing of honoring your father and mother. God cares about how we honor our parents so much that it shows up five different times throughout Scripture. As I said before, even if they don't deserve it, this is a standard that Scripture calls us to follow in our lives. Your parents have your own standard in dealing with it. In fact, the very next verse in Ephesians talks to fathers if you continue to read on in that passage. It says, as for you, honor your father and mother. One day, right, we all move, we all get older, we get a job, we moved out. We live on our own, we take care of ourselves financially, we became independent. And we didn't necessarily have to listen to our parents' advice anymore. But we still realized we needed to respect them. We needed to love them. And we still needed to honor them. We still needed to listen and say, you know what? They still have a place of authority in our lives. 
We obey them. We honor them. For they are our parents. The second group is leaders. Our leaders. And so this could be a large group of individuals. This could be your boss at work. This could be the political leaders in our community. It could be the political leaders in uh, our state level, a government level. This could be uh, this could be a very vast one. But our leaders, I often think of this though as more of like your boss at work, those who have more of a direct contact in your life. The older family members, maybe the coaches, if you're a part of some type of team, the community leaders, those who have an authority in your life. 1 Peter 2, verses 13 and 17 read like this. For the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority. Verse 17, respect everyone and, the love, and love the family of believers. Fear God and respect the king. You who are slaves, or employees you could say, must submit to your masters, bosses, with all respect. Do what they tell you, not only if they are kind and reasonable, reasonable but even if they are cruel. Here's a principle for us to live by. If God wanted you in a position of authority, you would be in a position of authority. That's just a reality. If God wanted you to be in a position of authority, you would be placed in a position of authority. So, then the reality of that is, if you're not in a position of authority, then seek to honor and serve those who are in authority around you, who are in leadership above you, who you serve underneath. Your bosses are in authority above you for a reason. First of all, they earned it. They got there for a reason. They worked hard. They've gotten promoted. They have the education, whatever needed to get to those positions. They deserve to be where they are. They deserve to be honored. Whether you want to give it to them or not, they are in authority above you. You need to honor them for that position. So for right now, whomever God has placed in leadership positions over you, give them the respect and honor that they deserve. One day you may be in the same position of authority that they currently sit in. And you're going to hope that those who serve under you will show you the same type of authority that you, and honor that you have shown them. So right now, your role is to honor those who you serve underneath. Right? The pathway to promotion is through serving. Respect authority, and you'll be promoted. Honor authority, and soon you will have authority. That's just a life principle that we can often learn. As I said, the third group of individuals. So we have our parents. We have our leaders. Number three is our pastors. Now for obvious reasons, this one is, is a big one for me. Why? Because I'm your pastor. And so I want to be honest with you, without getting into too many details, right? being a pastor carries a lot of burdens that some of you may not realize at different times, right? It's, being a pastor is difficult work. And sometimes not everybody realizes that. 
Not everybody always realizes everything that goes into being a pastor. Right? I love it when I get the question, what do you do outside of Sunday morning? <laughs> yeah, golf. Yeah, yeah, people are like, do you, do you golf the other days, Julie? You know? Like, uh, you know, and so a lot of times people don't really know what else goes into being a pastor outside of the few things that everyone sees on the public side of being a pastor. But it's hard work. It's a, it's a large responsibility. The Bible even says in James chapter 3 that not many should become teachers of the word because they will be judged more strictly. That's the weight that as pastors we carry. And I want to do what God wants me to do. And I, I have a scripture about pastors, but again, I want to remind you this morning, this is not something uh, for you that, that I'm hoping to receive something from you. I'm sharing this because this is something that I want us to receive from scripture. I'm not thinking to myself, I'm thinking of, of us as a whole receiving from scripture this morning. Hebrews 13, 17 says this, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be good or not be for, for your benefit. Right? A pastor's work, it says, is to watch over your soul. So next time you wonder what they do, just think of this scripture right there. What is, what is my job as pastor? It says it's to watch over your soul. That's a pretty big weight to carry when you think about that. Right? As a shepherd, as the leader of the flock at the church here. Right? I want you to know that often I pray for you. Many of you, very specifically by name, knowing what's going on in your lives, in your, your specific situations, praying for what God is doing in your lives, that God will move mountains, knowing the circumstances and the situations that you're walking through. I pray often that God will help me to communicate to you what exactly He wants me to communicate to you as a, as a body, as a congregation. I pray that God blesses your lives, that we have unity throughout our congregation so that we can grow together as a body of believers. It's a big job. I appreciate it when as a body you pray for me as a pastor, and I know many of you tell me that often, and it means the world to me when I hear you say that. And thank you for always trying your best to be sure that you give me a reason to do this job of joy and not of sorrow. Right? A way to honor a pastor is to make sure that their job is always joyful. When you invite your friends and bring them to church, you make it joyful. When you serve with excellence and you seek to reach people with the love of Christ, you make your job joyful. When you clean up and you take care of the building that's beautiful like this, that God has blessed us with, you make the job joyful. When you're faithful and you're giving to the church, you make the job joyful. When you're aware that the pastor is human and he makes mistakes, like I often do, and you give room for that, you make the job joyful. And as I said, being honest with you, sometimes pastoring can be a lonely position. Because sometimes... As a pastor, there's not always a lot of people that you can go talk to about different things. Right? So I have my people. I have, I have my other pastors, and I have my circle of people that I talk to. 
You have to you have to have your people outside of the congregation that you can talk to, right? But I appreciate your encouragement. I appreciate everything you guys do for me. I want you to know that I love each and every one of you. I care about you, but I do deeply need that continual encouragement. It means a lot to me. But again, this gets back to honoring our authority. In closing today, I want you to think about ways that you can honor those that are in authority over you, whether it's your boss, whether it's the leaders in our community, whether it's uh, our parents, whether it's myself as a pastor or some other spiritual leader that you may have in your life that makes an impact that's, that's an authority in that way in your life. What are some things that we can do to show honor to them? So here's a couple questions for you to just think about. Not for you to answer out loud, but for you to think about and just answer to yourself. Number one, when is the last time you encouraged a leader? When is the last time you encouraged your boss at work? When is the last time that you encouraged a spiritual leader in your life? When is the last time that you said thank you to a leader in your life for something that they have done for you? When was the last time that you did something to make an authority figure in your life to make their life easier for themselves? Right? These are important questions for us to consider. Because that's all ways we can show honor to those who are in authority above us. And I want to encourage you, when you think of something good about your leaders, let them know about it. When you sit, think of something you can do for them, go for it. Do it. Not only will it bless them, but it can also bless you in that process. You guys know the old saying, right? If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all, right? I had it repeated over and over and over again most of my childhood. Well, the flip side of it is if you can say something nice, say it, right? If you, if you have an encouraging thought, speak it. Say it. Share it with someone, right? You never know how much that can impact someone's day, right? So let's honor our parents. Let's honor our leaders. Let's honor our pastors, the spiritual leaders that we have in our lives. Rachel, if you can come back up on the keyboard this morning. As we get ready to close out this morning with our time of prayer, maybe you're sitting here and you're going, you know what, that this topic of honoring authority in my life is something that I struggle with. I just have a difficult time with honoring authority. It is something this morning that, that I would like to have prayer with. I, I just, I have a difficult time, whether it's, it, it's my parents, whether it's, it's leadership, it's my boss, it's, it's someone at school, I'm a student, and I just have a tough time with leadership, or maybe it's, it's law enforcement. What, you just have some tough time with authority in your life in one way, shape, or form. And this morning you're going, you know what? I want to work through that. I want help honoring those who are in authority above me. And you like to pray this morning. Myself and a few of our leaders are going to be up here. And we'd love to pray with you this morning. Or maybe there's something totally different. You, you're looking for healing or there's just something else in your life you'd like prayer for this morning. That's not connected to this morning's message. That's okay. We'd love to pray with you this morning as, as we close out our service. And so as Rachel just plays 
behind us. We're going to have a time of prayer this morning, and then we'll close out together. And so.